Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Over the last few weeks, maybe a couple months, I don't know what day is it anyways, we've taken to Zoom. We've gone to all different parts of North America bringing in guests. But today, we bring it back to Brooklyn, to my neighborhood, Winter Terrace, highlighting a couple really amazing people here in the community that have done some fantastic things. So basically, since uh, since quarantine and we all had to stay at home, everybody became an overnight live streaming sensation. We took to Instagram Live, Facebook Live, Zoom exploded. But both of my guests today are people that have either careers in live streaming previously or have utilized it currently with great effect, done some really spectacular things and helped people along the way as well as helping themselves, which is, I think, a really this it's just part of what we have to be right now, what we have to do going forward. And to that effect, the quote of the week, which comes from, uh, we will be dealing with some, uh, hearing about some, some artists and some musicians today. This is a lyric from uh, the very first vinyl album I got, I believe, it was Christmas of 1986, and it was Raising Hell by Run DMC. Once again, bringing it back to the NYC, Hollis Queens in the house. A little lyric from a track called, Is It Live? I got quality and skill beyond belief. Do I steal? Be for real. I'm not a thief, dictator, and hater of those that beef. That's right, and I can fight because I'm the chief. Good bit of confidence. We all need a little bit of that these days. We need to know that we can handle what's going on. We need to be able to face these issues that we're dealing with in our lives and in our communities, and we got to do it head on. And I think that was just a great uh, lyric. It's something that has stuck with me. Again, I was probably like nine years old when I got that album, and I've never forgotten that lyric. It's always been with me. With that, I would like to introduce my first guest today. He is the CEO and founder of First Tube Media. It is a full-service live stream content platform that makes it turnkey for brands to execute innovative sponsorship programs that deliver that delivers brand-owned tune-in moments resulting in scaled consumer engagement and clear ROI. He's also been involved in uh, uh, Yahoo and Xtol and a bunch of other things. With that, Andrew Barenbaum. Andrew, are you here with us? Yeah, what's up, Jeremiah? How you doing, man? Good. And yourself? Uh, doing pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. Welcome yeah. to the show. Can you give everybody a little background on yourself? I gave a little brief intro of your bio. I didn't want to, I didn't want to spill the whole beans, give you a chance to talk. <laughs> I think I've said enough. Yeah. Um, so a little background, you know, uh, born and raised in New York, moved out to uh, California right after graduating University of Maryland with my uh, girlfriend at the time, who's now my wonderful wife. Awesome. Um, and we spent... Uh, 15 years out in the Bay Area, and that's kind of where I got my chops around kind of being an entrepreneur in digital marketing, kind of getting into that ecosystem. I, uh, you know, both Lauren and I both started our careers. I was at Yahoo uh, really early on. I was the, I actually know this, I'm the 401st employee ever at Yahoo because it was the number on your paycheck. Um, <laughs> and um, and the, my first day, my, it was my second day at Yahoo, uh, Jerry Yang went up and congratulated the 400th employee and gave him a trophy. And, told the guy that it meant nothing that he's the foreign employee as a joke. And he happened to be the guy that was standing in front of me when I was registering into the company the day before. And so I could have been 400 and gone on that trip. I was 401. So I was just sitting in the back and kind of thanking my stars, you know, cause it was like my first job I ever had really, you know, in the corporate world. 
Um, and, uh, you know, from living in the Bay Area for a long time, got into the, you know, early internet and startup ecosystem. And, uh, you know, after Yahoo, I've been part of uh, a variety of startups, uh, some that I was just really early employee on. And then I've been a founder, uh, you know, basically since 2004, I guess it is, if I think back, uh, 2003. And I've created four companies since then. And first two media um, is kind of came out of uh, consulting practice of where I was just kind of pretty uh, where out of all the kind of landscape digital marketing, I, I understand customer acquisition pretty well mm-hmm. uh, and knowing how to kind of drive kind of that lower funnel value of, of digital marketing. And I was uh, a friend of mine uh, asked me to run marketing for the Grateful Dead's Fairly Well Tour uh, four years ago. And it was kind of the, the 50th anniversary. Uh, it was kind of this dream gig. I'm a huge fan of that music. And also the lead guitarist was Fit, uh, Trey from Fish. Uh, he was kind of, I got a, he's one of the only men I have a, a significant man crush on. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it threw me into music at a high level. Um, just kind of learning the industry, you know, from that opportunity. It was, it was a really exciting time. And, uh, you know, we broke the record for most pay-per-view sales ever for a music event. And out of that, uh, first two media kind of started to get born as I started to ask a lot of questions about, you know, why things weren't done this way or this way as come from a marketing um, lens, you know, why brands couldn't do this or that. And there was, I heard a lot of no's. So then I thought that there was an actual opportunity there uh, to kind of create something. And so that uh, fast forward that to, uh, to where we're at now, it's been kind of a, a pretty crazy ride, obviously, with kind of where live is sitting today. Yeah. It's interesting that you said that about the nose and seeing the opportunity. That's really like from all the people that I've talked to about entrepreneurship, whether they were on the show or just, you know, talks in the street, that's like the, one of the number one things like a no, there's sometimes no means no, we all know that. But like when, when an industry basically is just like, no, no, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's typically what the way it works. Right. I mean, being an entrepreneur, you hear the word no a lot, right? You know, it's a uh, big time. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you hear no 98, 99% of the time, you know, but that 1% is your kind of your driver, right? Yeah. Um, and then hopefully that grows percentage points. And, you know, that's kind of how we are with, with where we're at now with First Two Media is, you know, I'd say three years ago when we said, hey, you know, live stream, live media needs to be what, something that all CMOs think about. Um, you know, I'd say 5% of the most savvy CMOs had that on their mind, you know, three Mm -hmm. years ago, um, and kind of understood what we were saying to them. And I, you know, that percentage has been slowly growing as the market's been growing. And then suddenly March, (laughs) March slams down. And I think, I think we'll see that go from 5% to 90%, you know, you know, as we progress here, I think it'll be top of mind for everyone. So we're, we're kind of in an interesting time for us. Yeah, definitely. And I was flipping through the your site earlier this week and noticed there was there was a lot of musical acts. I wasn't I wasn't sure how the musical connection came, but that was really you got your springboard with the with the dead the dead tour and uh, mm-hmm. and that's been that's been a large focus of it. And it makes sense that musicians are trying to get. I actually studied music. I have two music degrees. Yeah, I noticed that. I was a freelancer for for quite a while, and this is pre live streaming days. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, a lot of it's just, you know, I'm a passionate fan of music, but, you know, mm-hmm. as I dug into the business and had, had a lot of friends in the, in the business, you know, artists were obviously not making money off of albums anymore. Yeah. Um, and then the streaming platforms kind of were, you know, making the promise of, of a revenue opportunity, but it, by and large, artists were forced to tour more than ever, perform live more than ever, mm-hmm. you know, as, as to kind of make a living and, and progress. And 
um, you know, we saw just a, from a, a marketing landscape, we saw this kind of native influencer marketing, branded content, video content, all those from a macro were just accelerating, right? Video as a format was accelerating faster than yeah. ever. Influencer marketing, native advertising, how do I create authenticity was accelerating more than ever. And mm-hmm. so we saw this opportunity to really bring these branded video content dollars as a new revenue stream to artists. And that was kind of the premise of the, the initial part of the business was like, hey, there's a new revenue stream here. We can be the streamlined platform to do that. And um, yeah, you know, it feels good. You know, we, we've paid out, you know, millions of dollars to emerging artists over the last few years. And, you know, we're hoping to have for that to significantly grow up. And it's more important than ever right now. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I, I, that's what I was going to ask next is what, what do you kind of see in terms of the future for that? Because it, I mean, even small venues, I, I, I've got a few friends in Nashville. I, that's where I'm originally from. And, you know, that's a very music century centric city. And, yeah. and they've actually started to open venues back up, uh, small ones. And, you know, they're limiting the amount of musicians that can be on stage. They're yeah. limiting the amount of people that can watch. Um, so, it, you know, you might get back into small venue kind of operation soon, but that, that really doesn't bring in any money. That's, that's yeah, often I mean, a loss. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, the music business is very cutthroat as an in being an independent promoter. And I'm sure your friends share that. And, you know, a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the independent promoters are our friends. And, yeah, you know, the, the, you know, the independent venue is, is at risk right now. And, and it's scary, you know, yeah. because that's, you know, for me, you know, I love music, but that's where I want to watch music as a yeah, fan. Exactly. I'm not, I don't want to go to Giant Stadium. Yeah. You know, it's not my thing. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I'm it's very important for the, these these guys to get through this time. Um, but their math is tight. You know, they make money by selling alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make, money, you know, and so, and you know, this is being a, a restaurant owner, like yeah, that's a tough racket too. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't have enough people coming through the door to buy beer, you know, your, 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 your P and L is not going to work. You know, yeah. so, um, I think, you know, everyone's trying to get to a place of normalcy. I don't see it happening for this year. It's opening up new business models that, weren't didn't make sense three years ago it's really a pay-per-view model right the pay-per-view yeah. model a ticketed digital event you know didn't make sense for anybody unless the band was called fish you know or the grateful dead primarily or that just that genre right because the fan base is rabid and and the show is different every time right but you know that's changed i think there's we are seeing an influx of kind of these you know that model being attached to four independent venues and artists and seeing if it's some, some way to kind of, you know, at least stopgap some of the, the bleeding. Um, and so that's, that's one of the things that's happening right now, you know, and obviously what we do from a, a branded content kind of sponsor support standpoint is another Avenue. So I, w- I, last week I just had a, a couple musicians on to talk about kind of what, what scenario they were in right now. One was in LA and one was in Pittsburgh and both very active. Um, and one of the gentlemen, he's in a touring metal band, you know, been very successful. They're on the Ipecac uh, label. That's Mike Patton. You know, fake, they're, they're supposed to go on tour with Fake No More later this year. Uh, and, and they were talking about um, kind of going back to the like 1980s music video model where you're actually performing in a venue, but there's no crowd, but you're live streaming that way. Is that something, is that what you were referring to just a moment ago where like the venue is yeah. getting some money and the band? Yeah, I mean that could, that could be one scenario. You know, I mean, we we just did a show in Nashville. Actually, it was Lady Antebellum uh, in a venue. You know, it was a whole band, eight piece, yeah. and everyone was six feet spread apart. Yeah, um, and um, you know, I think there were 
it was mostly my crew in there, but there was probably, I think 10 fans they let in. Um, you know, it's not a scalable model, you know, for that. Yeah. And so the idea of building a toll booth uh, digitally and creating a revenue stream, you know, I just got off a call talking about actually this entire thing with, with, with you know, it's really, you know, is there another movement for digital promoters really? And, you know, is that a business? Um, I think it is in the next short term, you know, I think it's TVD on the long term. I think ultimately fans want to see live music, you know? And, yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, where we, where, where we position ourselves is we believe every live kind of brand live sponsorship should have a digital extension to it. Mm-hmm. And that was what our premise or our, our business was before this all happened. Um, you know, there's, there's other technologies. YouTube launched something called Super Chat, allowing fans to be able to tip artists as they're performing. Um, it launched oh. just about a month ago. It's pretty interesting. Um, it was very successful as a technology that was in China for a, about a year and a half. They finally released it out to a lot of their creator community. And so there's there's a bunch of different things that are out there. Obviously, the Patreons of the world is another kind of right. platform that creates scale on the subscription side. And so they're all thinking about this stuff. You know, you know, some of it's just education for the promoters, right? I mean, these guys mm-hmm. are bar owners. You know, yeah. they're, they're music experts. And so there's just this gap in education and you know, it's interesting to see them all kind of sprint and figure things out, you know. Um, but, I, you know, hopefully that the, the federal government will come in and, and provide some support there. You know, God God knows that one. That's, we could talk an hour about that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have my fingers crossed on that one I, on so many, so many fronts. Yeah. Um, I, and th- you did make a good point that that in the short term, like we're all, it's, everything's like band-aids right now. Right. I mean, it's the same for the restaurant industry. Like all of us are kind of, if all of us that are open are just operating on the takeout model right now, which isn't going to work forever for sure. And then there's going to be this interim period where people maybe can come inside or maybe only eat outside and it's, it's going to phase in and out. And then if there's, you know, if there's another spike in cases, then what happens and then, but we're hopefully looking at like in a year or two, we, we can kind of get back. So these guys are going to have to switch gears just like restaurants are in, in yeah. the interim to just, you know, and, and get, like you said, get educated, get smart because who knows when this shit's going to happen again, right? Or what, what's going to happen again? Like what, what economic situations are going to come of this that maybe it's not coronavirus in six months, but now all of a sudden, like nobody has any money, then how do you do it? You know, and, and getting like really creative with, uh, with the model yeah. that way. It's, Hopefully, hopefully it is temporary, but I like the, the idea of just like quick burner education, trial by fire, make something happen, but yeah. keep your eye on the prize and just like, you know, you got to keep, you got to keep chugging along with this stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's been fun for us, you know, in ways, you know, we've, we've always been the very premium side of the market because yeah. we're, our clients are brands. And so yeah, yeah. just, just seeing the DIY approach and people being, you know, the entrepreneur in me is loving watching people try to do stuff and be creative, cool. and make stuff happen, you know, and um, it, it's been a really interesting to watch, you know. That's awesome. Cool. Well, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in about one minute. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. All right, everybody, welcome back. Again, you're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, joined by friend and neighbor, CEO and founder of First Two Media, Andrew Barenbaum. Andrew, you're back with us? I'm here. I'm here. What's up? It's so strange because I'm so used to doing this right across the table from somebody, and then the Zoom goes black. Like, I don't see you anymore during the commercial. So it's always like... um. Are you, are you there? <laughs> it's so strange. I always got to ask. We're just around the corner, you know? Yeah, it is so weird. We are literally around the corner from each other. We're pretty close, you know, but uh, it just goes, the screen goes black on me and yeah. I'm like, ah, is he still there? <laughs> is he still there? Uh, and, I'm, and I've got my laptop open with uh, the Facebook feed. So it's, it's playing, but it's, there's always some latency. So it's always like a little bit behind. Right, so, right. Yeah, it's it's like that scene in Spaceballs. When is then? Just now. It's just now. <laughs> so yes, this is a live stream on live streaming. <laughs> and you were just uh, you were just making a good point. It's funny when I was reading. You know, when you sent me your bio, I was like, oh, cool. He does all this stuff. Maybe you could help help me. And I'm like, oh, Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then you were just talking about like seeing the like the smaller guys like hustle. And uh, what are some of the what are some of the cool things you've seen like? just the, the, the bootstrapping guys do lately that, that have impressed you? Yeah, well, I, I think it, it just goes back to the, the, you know, what happened right when this all, you know, when everyone was told, hey, it's time to stay inside, you know, just yeah. seeing the artist community, you know, there were two kind of natural instincts for them, right? One was I'm, I'm an artist and I need to create and how do I go share that? Because that's what I do. That's my passion. And then there was... The reverse of it was they were getting influx with, hey, the world's falling apart, help, you know, and social impact kind of value to their participation. And so specifically around music, you know, I view all artists as entrepreneurs, probably some of the more risky entrepreneurs out there, yeah. right? Um, and, you know, seeing them, you know, we have like DIY kits that we send to artists, you know, and like as they see the higher grade stuff, but, you know, before that, just you know, them starting to be like, "Oh, I need to level up my audio." Oh, I did Instagram Live, and 
and then they wash it and they're like, oh, that that hurt, you know, like because the quality is just not to the level of like the way an artist would ever, you know, typically perform, right? And kind of seeing that become sacrificing that quality just for the, those other motivations that I mentioned, yeah. you know, was kind of really cool to see. Um, and I think you know we're seeing that quickly transition to oh shit, we're now the cause and and we need money, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and. And I think with that, they're now focused on the quality of their product a bit more. And so, you know, things that artists didn't do in the past, they're suddenly learning how to, you know, set up the back lines and set up, you know, setting up, you know, their camera and making sure their angles, making sure the audio mics are set up correctly. Oh, maybe I would like to, um, maybe I would like to, um, you know, add more graphical you know, experiences to it and, and kind of, you know, with us, we could have a, a graphical package with your logo here and all those types of things. And so there's, there's ways that we're seeing, you know, people to level up on that. Then they're learning, Oh wait, I could syndicate the, this out into every platform. I didn't know I could do that. I thought I just have to hang out on Instagram, right. but I, I actually have six times that audience across all these platforms. Maybe I should think about syndication, you know? And so I think there's all that going on as well. And so it's been fun, you know, watching that artist community, um, and then like now super chat exists for YouTube is just one way. So now they're saying, Oh, how do I do that? How does that pay me? You know, and, and potentially, you know, support my situation. And a lot of them, it's been beautiful because they're like just trying to support their staff in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. And so like, like there was a, you know, like Janelle Monet did a, a pay-per-view. It was just for her staff. I think she raised like 40 grand or 50 grand, probably kept her whole team alive for another month or two. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure you've got this mindset being a restaurant owner, right? Absolutely. Like, you're thinking in almost unit blocks of like, you know, how do I do this? And I, and, and, and first two, before this all went down, you know, we had a certain amount of runway and, you know, I was like, you know, I was nervous, you know, and then it's like, you know, we're, and you're, you're always thinking that way on the care of your, your team, you know, when you're, when you're the leader, you know, for better and worse, you got, you, you, it goes beyond you. And so, yeah, I think that's been the cool part of what's happened here is just people are, you know, you know, there's obviously, political situations happening with divides and all that. And I don't think that's going to go away, but I think what is cool is that people are kind of using their talents for good in a lot of ways. And, and it's been fun to watch that as well. Nice. Um, do you all uh, also provide or connect uh, advertising dollars to artists? Is that part of the live stream, uh, you know, kind of yeah. contracts that you guys work? Yeah. So, so a little more background on us. We're, so we're, we're a, kind of a, a misfit team of combined <laughs> skill sets. And, you know, my background is in building software platforms where I'm finding these complex business processes that if software can kind of, you know, streamline them and make them kind of, you know, Hey, you know, a, a brand or an agency saying, Hey, should I build this myself or should I go license this and buy it? Right. And so my brain has always been into those business opportunities. And when I got into this, it was really interesting because each human skill set was so expert and needed in its own way. And so what we are is we're a team of kind of, you know, music experts that are talent promoters, talent buyers, um, as well as licensing. Is a, you know, our filmmaking is led by a gentleman named Jojo Pennenbaker, comes from a family of well-known, you know, music documentaries. Jojo has been producing music content for a, a 20 years by now. You know, his, his father was D.A. Pennenbaker, a really well-known Woodstock, don't, don't get back, Bob Dylan. Um, and then we're the digital marketer technologists. And so all of us kind of get together, you know, as one solution for, for brands. And then as part, as part of that, 
we're taking those brand dollars investment and bringing it to the artists. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that branded content dollar goes back. Right. So, you know, for like our program last Saturday night, we had uh, two really hot emerging artists for Grubhub. Uh, we run this program for Grub- Grubhub Soundbites and we, uh, we had Omar Apollo Masego performing for us. And so they were each compensated. Um, you know, what was cool is Omar actually took his entire fee and was like, I want to go build this crazy, you know, Desert Valley drone content footage and use his pay. Because he actually was like, this is amazing. I actually wanted to do a marketing live stream myself. Now the brand's kind of supporting me to create this, you know, much higher quality piece of content, mm-hmm. uh, um, even beyond what we were planning on doing. Um, and so it's interesting to see those dynamics. But yes, we are, you know, that's a core part of what we're doing is bringing money to the music industry. Nice. Um you said something that triggered a thought in me, and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Oh, damn, this is the second time it's happened in a few weeks. It's hot today. It's hot in yeah, the... Yeah, it's oh pretty humid there today. I'm sitting oh. in the restaurant, and it's, like, burning up. Um, yeah, nah, that one's gone. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, for you guys, you know, uh, you, you mentioned you had a background in music. Are you still playing? Yeah. Yeah, I have a studio in the neighborhood as well, and I still do some freelance work and stuff like that. I I got to the point where I just started, I, you know, being like the entrepreneurial type. I started to run my own bands. That was just a thing. I was a freelancer working for other people, and I'm like, that's cool because it pays, but that kind of sucks. Like, I don't like being told what to do. I was being interviewed this morning about that, and I was like, it was like I'm I'm always I always want to drive the bus, and so like as a freelancer, you drive the bus to the gig. And then some guys like, this is what you have to do. And you're like, I don't want to do that. And you're like, I have the money though. And you're like, sure. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And then there was a point where it was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I started running my own stuff and it was hard. You know, it was really hard. This is up, up through like 2006. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, live music was taking a really hard hit, especially on this, on the smaller end. And we were doing, you know, we were doing avant-garde stuff. So it wasn't, it. It, not a big commercial appeal, um, which when is funny. You, when did you, when did you transition from music to restaurant owner? Well, I, you know, I always kind of done both. Like I was offered uh, a partnership in my first restaurant in probably 1999 and I turned it down. Same thing. It was like, it wasn't the style of food I wanted to do. It wasn't the kind of, like Della is the kind of place I always envisioned and it took that long. It took from 99 to 2015 to like execute on that because it's, it's also edgy, you know, it's not, it's yeah. just not like your core food and, and not your core beverage. Remember, you're supposed to say, the Hellblazers are the best drink ever three times. It was, it, was, it, was my ne- it was my next statement to let everyone know here that the Hellblazer <laughs> is the greatest cocktail of all time. You got like three minutes to say it two more times to get yeah. to get the check, okay? <laughs> especially, especially you know, like I don't think people real like the you know the, 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 the blowtorch in a cocktail. You know that's yeah. uh, that's something. It is, it is. But um, <laughs> you know, so I'd, I'd always kind of done both, and uh, and you know, musicians got to eat. So you you most of them get really good at like cooking or bartending because you just you need the bread, and and it's always a like, guaranteed food and beverage. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a slow transition. Like I'd say from you know from like 2006 to I I did my last tour in 2010, I think. Um, and you know, I had booked it, I managed it, I financed it and everything. And and I was already like the wine store was already open. I was still, I was already doing that. Um, so the two kind of ran parallel to each other. And at a certain point, I just felt like I could, I had a lot more, uh, say in my life and the the way I instructed my creativity 
um, through, the, through the food industry and then I could do music on the side. Um, yeah, it's funny you talk about like kind of the motivations of like, I, I like to drive my own bus. You know, for me, I felt, you know, and it's funny to see this whole work from home dynamic occurring here. Like for me, that was kind of my ultimate switch in my in this company. And it's been pretty funny as I brought more more team members onto the company. Is like, actually, we don't want to work together in person all the time. I actually, <laughs> I do want to I do want to be in person with you at times and, and build yeah. that culture and that relationship with you. But we we we've kind of become a team of you know you know be responsible, love what you do, and also work when you want. You know, and so, you know, in music business and, and some of the stuff we do, it's shit, I got to work all day Saturday, right? But then, you know, what if you did take off Monday, right? And yeah. so um, that's been kind of, an, you know, for me, it's key. Um, the, the idea of FaceTime was kind of my death. I, I just couldn't find myself sitting in a chair, waving at somebody, telling them I'm still here. And so that was kind of my, my motivation, you know, one of my key motivations of kind of driving the bus, as you say. Yeah, no, same here. Same yeah. here. And like sitting at a computer for me was like that. I, like, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I did a one year stint in ad sales for BET. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. When they were in the Viacom building, that was, that was an interesting run. That was, sure. that was pretty wild. I learned a lot. So before we wrap up, uh, tell people where they can find out about your, uh, about your business and uh, connect with you if they would like to. Sure. You can just go to firsttubemedia.com. And there's lots of fun information there about live music and branded content and, and data and all and all those things and some case studies and yeah check it out. And you're on you guys are also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, correct? We are on every platform yeah. that a brand can leverage to tell people about themselves. Yes. Awesome. And it's first two media at, at all of that, right? Yeah, it is. Quick, this is what I wanted to ask. Why, like YouTube, first tube, or is there, is there, are you like, are you, are you, you battling? Uh, you, are you, uh, you put the yeah. line in the sand and you're like, yeah, bring it, bring it. Well, it, it goes back to the initial part of our conversation, but um, I own like 20 domain names um, that I had bought for a long time. And when I left my last kind of corporate gig, I uh, was kind of choosing my consultancy. And first tube is actually the name of a fish song. Um, and so I have a bunch of fish songs with the word media on the end of it. Gotcha. And, and, and as I was like, I was like, which one kind of matches video ad tech a bit. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and we sell first window rights of music to brands and, and we were like, Oh, that kind of works. And so it, it's, it's kind of stuck. We've thought about replacing it like three years ago. And now we gave up and so, nah, nah, keep right. it. I think it's great. It sticks in the head. It's it just didn't stick in my head when I was supposed to ask you that. It's so funny. I'm glad I, I'm glad I whipped that one back up. There you go. I was only on my second coffee today. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. I'll, I'll see you around the hood. Yeah. I'll blazer yeah. on me. You come by. I'll All set right, it man. up. Cheers, Jeremiah. Right. Right. We'll be back in a few, everybody. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc.
Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everybody. Again, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. Today, we are doing a live stream on live streaming. Last section of the show, we heard from Andrew Barenbaum, who is a neighbor of mine in the awesome neighborhood of Windsor Terrace in Brooklyn. He is the CEO and founder of First Two Media. Now, second portion of the show, I hope you're ready to get fit. We're going to do some <laughs> exercise. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Welcome. This is Tara Pontani. Should we mention his last name? We, we should. <laughs> My dojo husband, Kyle Shad. Yes. Tara Pontani Shad of the famous Pontani sisters, but she's also the host of a live stream that has exploded here during quarantine called Toning with Tara. You do it through Zoom? Yes. Yes. And like mad people have joined. You got people from all over the country the world all over the world yes Sorry. I, I, I i made your basket a little smaller world sensation yes no it's been amazing awesome. i have brazil tuning in regularly it's really amazing oh garage uh <laughs> can you uh can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself give us a little background and how you got into fitness instruction um i've always been fit grew up dancing uh, born in Trenton, New Jersey, oldest of three sisters. Um, my mom put us in dancing school when we pretty much could walk. Um, and that was it. We grew up dancing. So that's a very big part of who I am today. Not that I pursued that in college. I kind of let it go. But um, how I hold myself, I have my dance teacher constantly in my head. And it's <laughs> translated to how I even teach. Um, just to have that proud chest, tuck your tailbone, core is engaged constantly you can ask everyone that takes the classes I chatter nonstop about your form which is so important so um that I studied dance uh moved to New York to go to NYU my sister Angie did as well um and I actually studied cultural anthropology which I, I saw that dance. I know <laughs> and then even went on to grad school uh, at Columbia and Bank Street to do a master's in special ed and social work but at that same time there was a really awesome thing going on in the city with the burlesque scene revival. And my sister was very much involved in it. She always maintained her dancing and her um, art form wanted to be on the stage. 
And we were roommates and we were living in a railroad apartment in Williamsburg in the early 90s, paying a, such a ridiculous amount for rent. And um, she needed to, somebody asked her to start a group. And she said, would you just dance with me? And so I started dancing with her and that became a huge thing. The Pontani sisters were very organic and we were, had gigs all over the place uh, in the city from Windows on the World to Marion's on Broad, uh, the Bowery, uh, Galapagos when it was in Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, we remember um, well. And stints on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. We were on like six times. We pushed Abe Vigoda in a tub. We sang. They, Max Weinberg was like, what key do you sing in? And my head almost exploded because I don't sing. And my sister was like, mm, yes, we do. And Why does he care? He's a drummer. <laughs> because we had to do a singing, we had to do know, a singing bit. And he was at the piano. And we were like, we sing in opera key. <laughs> and that's what we did. Um, so... And then I got, the, the Pontani sisters were awesome, toured the world, toured Europe, toured Canada. Um, really highlight of my life, such incredible memories and opportunities. And um, then I got pregnant with twins. And Kyle <laughs> and I were planning a wedding for May, and end of May, and I was due the first week of June. So surprise, <laughs> that's not happening. We had a rush wedding at City Hall, because um, I needed his health insurance, because performers didn't have health insurance. You didn't get none. No. That's so the I only reason that. I got married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still need it, so we're still married. Now. I know. Same here. Same here. So, <laughs> Especially right now, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. Um, so the twins, and I had was pregnant with twins, not yeah. a single a singleton. A, I had twins, which was yeah. just hilarious. Um, still <laughs> freaking hilarious. As they're going to be 13 next week, which yeah. I, I don't even understand how that's possible. But um, the twins took me out of, they sidelined my performance career. There was no going back on the road. I mean, we were successful, but it's a grind. It is nonstop. It is a mm -hmm. hustle, as any entrepreneur knows. It's your own business, and that's what it was. Um, it just, I couldn't do it. So my sister went on. She's still crushing it. Angie Pontani, she's awesome. Um, and I focused on my, my kids. And, and I was able to do that. Kyle and I agreed that let's do it this way. We were totally all in on that. Um, then the boys got older. I got some of my time back and I really got back into working out. Um, and I, I just loved running. Running became my thing. Ran a few marathons, um, mm. loved it, but then I got injured and I found that I had to find something else to do. And that's when I discovered group classes and hitting the weights and, that was another organic process. I walked through one door of a gym and it pretty much changed my life. And I was like, I love this. And when I get passionate about something, I kind of get this like tunnel vision. And I That's was like, how it gets done. you know, I can do this. I have a dancing background. I know how to, I can do this. So that's it. And I went and got certified. My gym gave me a job. I ended up getting my friend. I put it out to my friends. I was like, anybody want to try some sessions with Tony with Tara? And I had a bunch of friends say yes. And then a, I did it for free for a little bit. And then I said, okay, they signed on after yep. a few sessions. So that's where, that's, that's where I, how I got here. And and they were, they were signing on through the gym you were working? No, at? I was doing it independently. Oh, okay. I didn't nice. go through the gym. I was only teaching classes at the gym and gotcha. I was doing that in the park. We'd go meet in the park. Yeah. yeah. They would come to me um, here. And then, but it was, uh, it was either like one-on-one -on -one or, or small groups that you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Had you had you done any kind of virtual classes prior to March? No. 
No. I was like, Zoom what? <laughs> right. I know. I'd heard Zoom? about it. And it was it's funny because I know other podcasters and we used to do our shows live in studio. You know, I would always we'd be in the studio yeah. in Midtown and my guests would sit right across from me. And there were a couple of guys like, oh, we could just do it through Zoom. Like they were in Phoenix or whatever and wanted to come on. And I was like, no, no, we don't do that. It's yeah. I mean. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, do you have Zoom? Like, I, <laughs> the funny part is the kids, though, they're like taking classes through Zoom and they do the fancy backgrounds and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? Please. I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you mute? No, it's been such a crash course for me. I'm still learning how to do things on Zoom. Yeah, of course. Of course. What I think is great, because my wife, uh, Patty, does does Tara's class sometimes if she wakes up. <laughs> she always says, wake me up for Tara's class because I'm always up. I'm yeah, there for know, you. It's all good. <laughs> you do you. She, I, I get up every day and work out. That's just like, I have to get up and do it, you know, regardless, no matter what. We matted a whole room because the dojo's closed. It's just like, I'm doing, I'm down on it every day. She's a little less motivated in terms of the physical aspects uh, as I am. But um, I've, I've walked by and just seen this screen and the amount of people <laughs> like I've, I've seen a number of zoom things and yeah, i'm like where's tara like <laughs> so many people and there's i just jeremiah i just learned last week there's two screen i had another screen oh really people. yes i was like what is that two ar- that arrow yeah yeah there's wow. another screen so yeah, I, how, how many people would you say are are joining a class like on average right now um, it's always in the mid thirties. It can it, thirty is usually my low. Um, today we were at forty, and then I have people text me. I'm so sorry I didn't make it to class. I'm so sorry yeah, yeah. I didn't make class this morning, and I was like, oh, I thought you were in there, and I, I don't see everybody all the time. Right, like, right. Oh my god, you weren't there, and I had forty people. So yeah, it's forty. It's I mean, when you hit a certain point, it's just like with social media, you know. You can keep up with the comments and all the interactions and the DMs and everything. And at a certain point, it's just like there are more messages than I can respond to right now. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, as long as you're maintaining intimacy and occasionally like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you, oh, you, 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 you. And like giving some shout outs and stuff like that. I think that's that's important. But that's that's a blessing that you've you've hit that point. And, And currently you are this is something you were doing just to point out to everybody you're not charging money for this. This is just no. And this, this is Tara. Been, Tara saying, "I gotta, I gotta work out. You gotta work out. Let's just do this." So, I've always been a physical person. Always working, running, intentional movement. If I do not have intentional movement five out of the seven days a week, mm-hmm. I start to get depressed. Like, yeah. like just something. And this is a scientific thing. There's articles about this. Sure. Um, when those endorphins don't get flowing, when it's not an intentional movement of excess, like you're pushing yourself a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I get depressed. So what happened with this is like, okay, we go, we're rolling in. Okay. We see the coronavirus wave coming to New York. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Gyms are going to get hit. We're shutting down. No, there's no way. Yeah. And the first day it was like I think it was the eve before we shut down and two people texted me one lovely girl um, Ruby who always takes my classes at the gym and my friend Allison and you know Allison Allison and Garber Allison yes. Garber is not at the gym but she texted me and was like oh my gosh if everything shuts down is there a way you can do a class in the park Ruby texted me oh my gosh I can't stop working out we've made such gains what right. ha- what's gonna happen what are you gonna do can you help me can you help me? you know and I was just like eh. and Ruby who's younger than me um, <laughs> said 
do you know Zoom? And I was like, <laughs> Zoom who? Like, what you know, <laughs> and I went and looked at Zoom and I was like, all right, class tomorrow morning. And it was at 9 a.m. originally. Um, and I was like, we'll do 45 minutes and see where it goes. And I was like, maybe I'll do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, I don't know. So I told Allison there were eight people that next morning. And then they were like, can we share? Can we share? Yes. And literally it went from, and, and I told my sister and a couple friends, um, and it went from there to 20 and then it went to 30 and then it went to 40 very, very quickly. Um, and every, and I still, can I join? I get messages all the time. Yes. It's absolutely welcome to everyone. Um, and, and I don't want to take a dime from anyone because when the shutdown happened, all my performer friends, all my bartender right. friends, all my service industry, every like, gone income Lights gone, out. and Lights then getting out. the whole hassle of trying to get the unemployment. It mm -hmm. was such a nightmare. I'm like, I'm not asking anybody for a dime. I'm in a situation where we are okay. My income coming in was extra for us because I'd been a stay at home mom for so long. So we are okay and we're going to be fine. But I was like, I'm not asking anybody. I just want to keep you moving because if you stop moving, if we have to stay indoors, our minds are going to go yeah. like so bad. It's This is more not about maintaining the muscle we gained in the gym. It's about maintaining sanity for me. It 100%. truly just boils down to sanity. And I want you to maintain your sanity. And I want her and him because it's just so important. It's vital. It's vital. Yeah. It's brought me what brought me into this, like from in the first place. And then this happening, I'm like, oh, my God, if this is what I can give, then I'm giving it because I want everyone to stay as health, healthy as they can. So it went from three, maybe three days a week in my head. And I was like, I'm doing this every day. I'm getting up. And then so my friend Elena said, can you do 845? Because there's a lot of work at home people. Yeah. And they have to join, jump into meetings at 915, 930. So I live in an apartment building. And I was like, I can't start much earlier than 845. I have neighbors below me. Thank God they haven't said a word. But um, so we start, we're at 845 now. Awesome. We're going to yeah. take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute, okay? Kick you back, everybody. It. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com
Okay, everybody. <laughs> Last set. Let's make it our best. Welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, with my guest, Tara Pontani. And Sean. Her. <laughs> you can God. say it. It's okay. I saw him. I saw him. He was so Oh, close. you love each other so much. Stop I it. I do. He's my... Uh, so her husband, Kyle, is my is my dojo husband. I do. I love him. I, I think about you guys constantly and you missing the dojo. He has yeah. his mats out every night. He's yeah. break and fall. He's he's <laughs> doing uh, he, it's just such a hole right now. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, and and, you know, most of us, especially I think it's. For, for people like myself and Kyle and a number of others that I've talked to, you know, we've been in it for a long time. Like those of us, especially that made it to Purple Belt, it's like you committed so oh, much. Yeah. And I was, I was, it's funny because I had hernia surgery in January, right at like January 6th or something like that. I just had to get it done. So crazy because if I hadn't, this is my right. second one too. I had it 10 years ago, but this one like starting to hurt. And I was like, man, I got to just get this done. Um, if I had waited, <laughs> so it would be, it would be trouble for me, yeah. but I was out, I was only out for two weeks. It wasn't a big deal. It was a quick recovery. And I was back, I was back to full steam in like three weeks. It was not a problem. Um, but I, I learned something in that, that time about myself and, and in terms of fitness, and you talked about it too, in the last segment was that I now had it with me. It was like inside of me all the time. And I knew it at that point. I was like, Oh, this is not going away where like maybe, you know, a year earlier, I'd have been kind of panicking. And yeah. you know, you're saying it's like mental, you could easily talk yourself, you know, Oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, walk yourself right off the ledge. If you, if, you know, it's just like, you gotta oh, yeah. have that mental fortitude. And in January, I just it hit me. And I was like, I know it. I it's it's part of me now. And like, no matter what happens. And then it was six weeks later. And it was like, boom. And I was like, man, I'm, I got this. It's not going to be a problem. I'm going to, I'm going to weather this. So there's some of us who have just like, we're committed. We're going to do it regardless. Obviously, you know, we were training like hours a day, every day. <laughs> um, you know, we might be a little, a little rusty, but yeah. I'm going to take advantage of that rust. <laughs> <laughs> it's like riding a bike. You guys are going to be, yeah. you'll be back in it. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that, that fascinated me the most about what you're doing, um, you know, I started this show a little under a year ago and, and not knowing really anything about, <laughs> you know, live broadcasting or social media and having, yeah. and it was, it was just like, if you're going to do this, you have to utilize that. Like, so I start, yeah, I started to do my research though on like how to best, um, how to best utilize it. Cause I don't have all the time in the world and I'm not a techie person myself either. Um, one of the things that I heard early on in this was to, especially with your approach to social media and any kind of live broadcast that you're doing, is to do it without expectations. Don't, if, you, if you're like, I'm going to put this out into the world expecting like people are going to call me for business or consultation or whatever, like it's going to be creepy. It's like those cold calls, you know, or like the, the cheap car salesman. It was, it, the, the advice given to me was just do it and do it and do it and do it sincerely and honestly and just for the good of people like don't expect oh, yeah. anything in return but it'll happen it'll start to happen for you and when that lady called from texas i was like tara's got it it's just like this lady's like she's not taking money she's just so awesome she changed my life i just want to do something for her like can i just buy her a bunch of alcohol <laughs> yeah i was like i was like i was like yeah how much i was like now nah, you're gonna need to spend more money <laughs> Facts. You guys, be it's all about 
balance. <laughs> you guys post the pictures of like what you have in your bar and you're like, do we have enough? And I'm like, that's a small store. No, I'm, <laughs> Listen. I'm, like, I'm like, I know where you got that from. <laughs> We're professionals. Being but, Italian, right? <laughs> I appreciate the wine. Well, like you I said, you, you're like, I get tunnel vision. <laughs> right, right on the wine. Wine, wine right now. Yeah, um, I work hard. Right, right. You deserve every bit of it. But I that that really fascinated me. And no. that, that, at that point, I knew. I was like, man, I, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this on air. Because people are looking right now. People are like, they're, they're, yeah. one, they're looking for fitness. So this is one way to do it. You find yeah. somebody that, that resonates with you and you're just like, oh, I'm going to do that. But but for people that are looking to keep some sensibility of their life, of their, if they developed a brand or they developed a business or something like that, and they're like, I don't know what to do. Sure, it's hard to ask for money right now. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, you can't you can't get online and be like, here's some information now. You can donate at the button. You know, it's just yeah. like, just yeah. just do it. Just get up and do it and do it well and do it sincerely. And, you know, as long as you're as long as you're providing people with some sense of value, if you're making them feel better, if you're, if you're improving their life in some way, Absolutely. it will totally come back. You want to. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's a couple of things that this has created a community. So yep. in the morning, well, first of all, I have no expectations. Every morning I'm like, mm, is it just going to be me today? <laughs> And then pop, pop, I know that pop, feeling, <laughs> you know, and then the, the faces start popping in and we've gotten to know I've met people. I cannot wait to meet these people in person. There are people right. that I've never met from our neighborhood and sure. all over the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, Michelle and I were going to Vegas after this is over. And, you know, so <laughs> Michelle, there's, that, yep. <laughs> there's that community. Can I go on that trip? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It'll be atoning with Tara travel. Okay. Right. Exactly. We'll I, can work out work out. I can do the workout. I can do the workout. Go see my sister and brother-in-law show. That's so, awesome. you know, there's a community that's happened and just the mere fact that we're all moving together at the same time and sweating, whatever, but it's just something going on that's happening at the same mm. time. And it, that to me fills my heart with joy. Um, and I'm just so honored that we have technology that I can do this. And, yeah. you know, my grandfather who my grandpa, Joe, he was a world war two vet. Um, he fought in the battle of Iwo Jima, which is where they raised that flag. There's the monument. He was the Marine division right behind that division. And he said to me on his deathbed, and he was such a quiet man. He was old school Italian. And he just said to me, he, he, Tara, we're here to help each other. And he never talked about the war. He it was a he closed that book. It was a horrible thing. Mm. And we are here to help each other. And he died the next day. And like I had tears, of course, but that is in my heart at all times. And I just want to be a helper. And if I can help you through moving and working out, whatever I don't care if you don't have you have goals, you don't have goals, whatever it is. I want you to move. I want your brain that blood to go to your brain and then feel good. Forget about what's going on right now if we can for 40 minutes together and sometimes I do an extra arm bonus. So that's another 10 minutes. So it's 50 yeah. minutes together, <laughs> you know, so if we can just be together and let that go and then be, have a better rest of our day. Yeah. Then that's it. We're going to, that's it. That's it. And I, I'm thinking about what's going to happen after this. I don't know what's, what is group fitness going to look like? I don't know. Yeah. What is one-on-one -on -one training going to look like? I don't know. It's going to stay virtual for a long time. We'll see. I'm going to keep rolling with it. And yeah, but those are the people that will be situated too. It's just like for me, if I would have closed, 
you know, the restaurant and yeah. just like waited to see what happened when things reopen. It's not going to be the same as it was before. I'm not totally. going to have any footing, but right now I feel like I can move any different way. And I kind of feel that way for you. It's like, you've yeah. been top of mind. You've done, you've just done such an awesome job. Thank you. You, you you're, you're, you're a better person now than you were oh, yeah. three months ago. And so when things start to loosen up, you're going to be able to go like, Boop. it's just going to be a step and a hop, not like, oh my God, how do we start? How do we right. do this? You know? Right. And I think that that's been the other thing that has impressed me the most about you is that without even thinking about it, you've situated yourself. I so do that well. a lot. <laughs> Good. You can ask Kyle. I yeah. always think things through. I'm the kind of, I will yeah. jump in and fit. Yeah. Like high five there. Kyle, Man. Kyle researches everything Yeah, to the point where I'm like, tell him to keep studying those jujitsu moves. It ain't going to help him. <laughs> still going to, I'm still going to take his back. <laughs> You're a spider yeah, man. No, that's that's it. You that's you know. There's no preparation for this. No, no. there's no preparation. So you it's better to, to just to, to be able to like you just come from the heart straight up. And I think that's the best piece of advice for everybody that wants to do this. They want to live stream and just be just be totally freaking sincere. Offer people something that that they need. You know that they need and don't ask for anything in return necessarily. You know, and yeah, unless you really need it, and then it'll come. No, yeah. Thank you. What is it? Toning dot with dot Tara. Uh, yeah, toning with Tara. You'll find it. Toning with Tara. Toning with Tara .com, Toning with Tara on Facebook. Toning with Tara on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not good with Twitter. I should probably. I, I know. I saw you had like one tweet in 2019. <laughs> listening to your last host. I mean, your last um, guest who looks so familiar to me. I've definitely seen. He's him. in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh god, I got to get on Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I'm on, on all those it's platforms. Good. And uh, every workout, because I know people's schedules are different, um, is on YouTube. So Tony yeah. Tara, look it up on YouTube and nice. do the workout. I'm definitely going to have to up my studio game soon. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, right? You got to get them backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, I got to work on that. <laughs> and keep them kids out of there. <laughs> oh, my God. Horseman and Catman. That's the best. I know that. I know Horseman well. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Keep up all the really awesome work. It's such an inspiration for me and my family. And I, I, I talked to so many people that feel the same. So please keep thank it up. You. Check her out, everybody. Tony with Tara. Get those endorphins moving. It'll, you'll, you'll be a better person. You'll help the world. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll check in with you next week. You listen to the Entrepreneur Web. Peace out. Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. 
fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have on Eddie Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 